Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. This is Season 13, Episode 13. Fentanyl, the most deadly poison. If there were any doubt about the deadly effect that fentanyl has had on the people, the following recent headline from the Washington Post should make it clear enough. Quote, The DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration, that is, seized enough deadly fentanyl this year, 2022, to kill every person in the U.S. Close quote. It illustrates how much fentanyl is poisoning the U.S. drug supply. It's why we've lost more people to overdoses than ever before. It's why our friends and family are disappearing from our lives. Of the over 200,000 overdose deaths in the U.S. last year, about 70% were the result of opioid overdoses. And more than half of those were the result of fentanyl. One could easily attribute over 70,000 deaths to fentanyl alone. Some people use fentanyl because it's so potent and cheap. But many of the people exposed to and dying from fentanyl are unaware they're even taking it it as it can be mixed into fake name name brand pills or sprinkled into cocaine or marijuana. Anyone who uses illicit drugs even one time is vulnerable to overdose from fentanyl. So let's talk about the drug and why it's become so readily available, cheap, and deadly. Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid that is relatively easy to create and mass-produce and weighs very little for the power that it packs. It has at least 50 times the punch that heroin has for the weight. Fentanyl's catastrophic surge came after the Drug Enforcement Agency cracked down on the excesses of the U.S. opioid industry. For example, the owners of Purdue Pharma were fined billions and had to quit ownership of the company. It initially claimed that OxyContin, which it made and marketed aggressively, was not addictive, and therefore the company reps were able to persuade doctors to prescribe it as an effective and safe painkiller. The reality was that OxyContin was extremely addictive, and it became a favorite street drug because one could crush the pills and snort them and get a really good opioid high, almost like heroin and cheaper. After the DEA crackdown, however, millions of Americans who had become addicted to prescription pills like OxyContin suddenly found them difficult or impossible to get. So what happens? Mexican cartels stepped in to fill the vacuum. Traffickers who relied for decades on plant-based drugs such as heroin, cocaine, and marijuana are now using chemicals in clandestine laboratories to manufacture fentanyl powder and pills to meet ever-increasing demand in the United States. So how does fentanyl compare with other opioids in strength? One milligram of fentanyl is a tiny, tiny amount. There are 28,350 milligrams to the ounce. 
one milligram, and that is a thousandth of a gram, is equal to 50 milligrams of heroin, 67 milligrams of oxycodone, and 100 milligrams of morphine. The number of Americans killed by the drug has jumped 94% since 2019. Fentanyl kills more people than automobile accidents, kills more people than suicides or gunshots. In fact, it has become the leading cause of death for Americans 18 to 49. It only takes 2 milligrams of fentanyl to overdose and probably die. Here's a cruel twist. Fentanyl analogs, or chemical variations of the drug no less potent than the original, pose a major problem for law enforcement. Chemists can tweak the analogs to make versions of fentanyl that are not banned by law. Thus begins a game of cat and mouse. Federal officials race to identify and ban the analogs, while chemists in Mexico and China, another source, continue to make new ones. Fentanyl manufactured in clandestine labs has been traced to two major source countries, as I mentioned, Mexico and China. The drug made in Mexico crosses into the U.S. through border ports of entry in California and Arizona. It makes its way in just as cocaine does, hidden in truck cargo or embedded into other vehicles in a thousand clever and not-so-clever ways. It's a lot more profitable than cocaine because of its punch per weight. So even if a dealer sells half of the amount of fentanyl versus cocaine, he still makes more money. Huge profit in a tiny package. He'll sprinkle it into other drugs he sells to give users a higher high, and then they're more likely to get truly hooked faster and become more loyal, more frequent customers. No one is being fooled except for the user. As for the Chinese-made pure fentanyl, it is most likely sent in small packages through the U.S. postal system or overnight shipping companies, and therefore very difficult to detect. It is still possible to find a way to order it on the Internet. Example, officials in North Dakota charged two Chinese nationals way back in 2017 with selling fentanyl over the Internet, a rare moment of cooperation with China and much less likely in this new era of confrontation with the world's second largest superpower. The department alleged that one of the suspects operated at least two chemical plants capable of producing tons of fentanyl and fentanyl analogs. China's role is now most likely as the manufacturer of precursor chemicals arriving at Mexico's seaports, airports, and postal facilities. The seaport at Manzanillo, Mexico, is the top entry point from which cartels take the chemicals and convert them to the finished product for export to the U.S. across the land borders, and from there by truck to major hubs, Los Angeles, Chicago, Phoenix, and the East Coast cities, New York, Boston, Philadelphia, even Miami, which has its own inbound pipeline for cocaine and fentanyl. When Andres Manuel López Obrador assumed the presidency of Mexico in 2018, he promised to focus on the government corruption that allowed traffickers to flourish. He ordered the Mexican Navy to take charge of Mexico's graft-ridden seaports in a bid to choke off the torrent of imported precursor chemicals from China. All this in an attempt to arrest the flow of fentanyl into the U.S., China is unable to regulate its fast-growing chemical and pharmaceutical sectors, while corruption and an inadequate security budget in Mexico makes control of fentanyl and its analogs an almost insurmountable task. According to a bipartisan U.S. congressional report, real progress against fentanyl can only come by addressing the U.S. appetite for the drug. And that's where the trouble starts.
demand for a cheap high, huge profits for those who sell it, and lack of real-time data. The absence of a drug czar in Washington, D.C., for example. But San Diego, California is ground zero for fentanyl trafficking in the U.S. The drugs that do get through uh, the border go to stash houses in Los Angeles and Phoenix before spreading eastward across the country. What can one person do? Each one of us in the U.S. at least has one congressperson and one senator in Washington, D.C. It isn't hard to raise your voice and support any effort to get fentanyl off the street, to educate young people on the unseen deadly nature of the drug, to make Naxalone, also known as Darkan, available everywhere, to support local and school law enforcement, to fund treatment with public funds, to surround the opioid problem and kill it with a thousand cuts. It will not be any one person or any one thing. It will take us all before it takes all from us. So what did we learn about fentanyl today in our short discussion? Well, we learned that one, fentanyl is by far the most dangerous new drug to infiltrate society in recent decades. For far more dangerous than heroin or cocaine or meth, it only takes two milligrams of it to overdose and probably die. That's two thousandths of a gram. Two, it is easy to distribute because it is very light and easy to disguise in shipments through the mail or inside freight containers crossing land borders into the U.S. Three, it also kills because it is sprinkled into other illicit drugs like cocaine and marijuana and heroin. Users die from an unexpected hit of fentanyl or they become more readily hooked on the drug of choice. Four, China is now known to be the major supplier of precursor chemicals to the cartels in Mexico who manufacture the finished product and run it across the land border into the U.S. Five, this problem is so huge that it will take efforts across society and government to choke the supply and the demand for it to the point where we can breathe a little easier. Each citizen has a stake in this struggle. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com.